Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name's Jason Newland and this is a boring podcast. Yeah. With my little fellow Vincent sitting on a chair next to me staring like proper proper staring at me I mean I feel right now like I'm a cat and he's about to pounce on me I'm not really sure what he wants move the stuff off there so you don't eat that I really don't know what he wants he's he's just being a little bit I don't know a bit strange you're being strange Vinny no offence but you're being a little bit Oh, guess what today? So I was in the park with him, walking him. Um, just I just picked up some poo. And I just put it in the bin and I was moaning at him, saying, it's your turn, you need to do one. And up comes this woman with a dog. And you might think, well, that's not unusual. You're in a park. There's people with dogs. But that's not a story. It's, the story. The story's not finished yet. You know, there's, there's more to come. The dog, my initial response was, oh, you got the same kind of dog as what I got. And she said, yeah. But there was more almost identical colouring his red head because Finney's got red hair this dog had red hair um, this, the same white bits on his feet and on his chest that Finney's got um, same frown but I think they all I think they've all got frowns on their faces now, I could tell a difference because obviously I've got this little one with me 24 hours a day, so I could tell the difference. Um, it is weird though because I were running around and then I brought him home and he hasn't answered to, my, to his name at all. Acting very, very, very different to how he used to. I don't know what's wrong. Um, the only answer to Alfie which is weird because that's the name of the other dog I don't know why he's playing up I don't get it but yeah it's um, it's really strange to see. He, he, he started barking Vinny started barking well one of them started barking I'm not sure which one but one of them did and I'm pretty sure he thought he was looking in the mirror if he knew what a mirror was I'm not sure he does I mean he has looked in the mirror I've shown him I'm show, I've shown him to himself in the mirror if that makes sense but oh, did I say only listen when you can safely close your eyes because this might really bore you but as you're probably already aware it's actually quite an exciting podcast it's not something that you're gonna I mean the chances of falling asleep to something as full throttle you know high energy as, as this uh 
is, I don't know, I mean, this is edge of your seat stuff, isn't it? I'm sure you agree. I mean, sometimes, sometimes when I make these recordings, I get to the end. I'm still awake. I'm actually still awake. But I can't do that with the whisper recordings. Or even with the hypnosis sessions, the like the relaxation stuff, I fall asleep. I really get into it. Like I'm, I'm doing what I'm saying. I'm not right now. I'm not in the park. Or I'm not making the hypnosis session right now. But what I'm, what I mean is, when I'm doing it, I'm doing what I'm saying. I'm doing. So, for example, if I said, uh, you can, you know, just imagine the energy from the earth, you know, underneath your feet, even though you might be in a building and it still moves up because energy travels and basically everything is energy and, and you find that the tension from your body gets sucked out of your feet into the earth and as that happens it's almost like the the tension is and the stress is leaving you and you can feel from your head it's almost like it's liquid and it's starting to go down starting to drain out of your body so you can feel the relaxation in your forehead and top of your head and your face and your and your eyes and your jaw your chest so see see I can't do it I can't do it without falling asleep that was really sad, wasn't it? Sorry. I do apologise. I don't. I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't, you know? Kind of pretend to put up the... So there. So, today, I watch boxing. Now, I partly feel that I've wasted the day. I partly feel that a little bit. But at the same time... It was a really nice morning. It's the best weekday morning I've had in a very, very, very long time. Because the boxing started at 9.30 in the morning because it was in Japan. It wasn't 9.30 in the morning in Japan. Um, not, I don't live in Japan. If I did live in Japan, then it would be, it'd be on probably in the evening, I guess. You know, 9.30 in the evening, maybe. Uh, or 10, 11, I don't know. Or probably a bit earlier. I, I don't know what time it is in Japan right now. But the American commentators, it was early hours of the morning for them. And they were really surprised to be covering a boxing early hours of the morning which just shows that they probably don't take too much notice of the fights in the UK even though we have lots of big fights here they I don't I'm not sure if the American networks you know the the, the sports networks perhaps they don't really I know they do show the fights, but maybe they don't commentate themselves on it. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, we don't always get commentated English. You know, if if there's a like a, a big fight in America, we just watch the show as it is in America, but it's on at three o'clock in the morning or whatever here. Unless, 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 unless it's like a big, a big 
fight with a big English fighter. So, for example, Tyson Fury, when he fought Wilder the three times in America, we had live commentary here while it was going on. And I think Tyson's dad was even in the thing. I don't know if we had live commentary while the fight was actually on, but before and after and everything, it was there was live commentary in the studio in a, in, and it might have been in in England. I I don't know. I I didn't look on Google Maps. I, I don't know where it was. So I think uh, one of the people wasn't allowed to go to America, so it was. I'm pretty sure it's in the UK. So you will have that occasionally, but usually in my experience and my memory of such things, they will just play the fight as it's being streamed in America with the American commentators. And to be fair, I think the American commentators sometimes just really much better than the British ones while the fight's actually going on that is uh, what we do do which is quite good is over here especially like on Sky we've got Johnny Nelson and a few like ex boxers like world champions British world champions and they've, they've got a lot of um, rapport between them you got uh what's his name groves there's what is his name uh, I can't remember everyone frosh car frotch I think as well and they you know they all get on really well and it's it's good to hear them I think there's a few others as well that kind of will commentate and then you've got the DAZN which is not going so great recently for some reason it's a little bit gone a bit pooey I don't know why but they've really not had much in the way of British fights or British fighters recently and they seem to be moving because it, it started off as an, as an app or well, it is an app still an app but it started off as an app for boxing that's what it was promoted as and I was one of their beta users so I used it for free for the first six months or a year or whatever as long as I gave feedback I used it and I, I watched fights in America watch fights here uh, and it was new you know it only just kind of started I'm not sure if they had any fights in the UK at that time but I was watching the ones in America and then the next day they'd send me a form to fill in and I'd fill it in saying yay I like marmalade on toast or whatever it is they asked and And then they kind of, I guess they used that information, not not just from me, but, well, maybe just for me. I, maybe I am responsible for the development of the entire DAZN app. But then they, they, you know, they launched it properly and charged people, started charging something like seven ninety nine a month, something like that. Maybe it was five ninety nine, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, around that area of financial numbers, and I, I thought, well, okay, fair enough. I've had it free for about a year, or it might have been six or eight months. I don't know, but it was for a while. 
and it was cool because there was, I got to see some pretty good fights and and there was a few glitches with the app and sometimes it cut off but you know it it kind of got better and you know it, 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 it worked fine at the end pretty much and I, I was okay to pay for it because they did start to have some good stuff on there and then then we had this thing um, they started putting stuff on that wasn't boxing and I, I heard a discussion about this online and that most, well, all sports channels in America, also here as well, in every country, no no sports channel gets by with boxing alone. They need football or uh, soccer or basketball or uh, I don't know what other sports there are, um, MMA or UFC, things like that. But my my idea well, it wasn't my idea because it was not my app. But my personal my belief was that it was going to be solely for boxing, for boxing, not boxing, boxing. And I mean, I wasn't angry. I was just disappointed. <laughs> What, every man's heard, every single man in the world's heard that said to them once. What were you talking about? I don't know. I'm not angry with you, I'm just disappointed. Um, I... I have a theory. Here's my, I have an idea. Here's my idea, right. Every single fight, every fight um, that's televised around the world should be available on the zone. That's what I think. Now, I realise I might be oversimplifying the world, which I probably am. I don't mean just professional fights. I also mean because the zone has it; they can have different stuff on at the same time. So it's not just one channel. They've got multiple channels that they can show at the same time, like television. You know, so they could show the Olympic Games, the World Games, the Commonwealth Games, the. Golden Gloves Championship, the Canadian Championship, the uh, the African Championship, whatever in boxing, whatever it is, they could show those contests and show, and they could show all the fights for the men and the women and anyone else that's fighting, because they'd have they've got enough channels, and what that would do is for people like me that love watching boxing, it would... it would gain people a following. So to follow... imagine following someone, not from just winning the Olympic gold or being in the Olympics. You know, that's as far back as I ever get with any boxer. I see them in the Olympics and I start winning and then they get into the quarterfinals then I'll st- maybe I'll start taking notice of them if they're fighting for the UK well even where, whoever they're fighting for but yeah, specifically because England England I do, I do do that a lot England UK UK <laughs> and so I'm I get interested in like Amir Khan is an example of that 
but he, it was a bit special for him because he was the youngest. He was 17 when he won silver in the Olympics in 2000 and was it 2008 I think anyway that's when I kind of get interested and I follow them from there so let's say they go on and win bronze silver gold so I follow them then I follow them as they go through the professional you know they start winning their early fights they always seem to get matched up with someone that they can beat very easily for the first few fights this fight you know four rounds for the first three or four fights then go up to six rounds or whatever so you know it's a progression and it's I kind of you know we I, I follow them and then they get to to go for the British title and maybe the the European title if they win that Maybe they get a chance at a world title. And, you know, it's like thinking back, oh, I remember when I was an amateur. But I don't really remember when I was an amateur because I just remember the last week of them being an amateur. Because after the Olympic Games, that's kind of the final week of being an amateur for a lot of amateurs. I mean, some stay amateur the whole life because they love being amateurs and they don't want to be professional I know someone who's uh, he was in the army and you might think well that's what the heck's that got to do with boxing well let me finish the sentence he was offered he was a boxer in the army and he was offered a contract to turn professional he was that good and they, he, he, he basically didn't want to. I think he was married, and I don't know if she didn't want him to, or he had a kid, or I can't remember. But there was a reason, personal reasons, why he chose not to do that. But he was, you know, he, he won loads of awards in the army. And my dad did that as well. That's a different person. It's not, it's not my dad I'm talking about. My dad, my granddad, not my dad, my granddad. My dad did judo. But my, my granddad was a boxer in the army. And I saw some, my nan showed me some, um, some of his medals. Because he had medals from the war and stuff. But he had, uh, he had medals from... Was it like uh, what do you call them? Trophies and stuff like that for being uh, winning stuff in the army. So I, d I don't. I'm not sure quite how it works in the army because someone's banging a lot out there. That I mean, banging as in you know hammer on wood, that kind of banging. Not, yeah, not that kind of banging. He, I'm going to talk to my grand, I'm talking back to my granddad. So, um, <laughs> he, because you might think, well, how is he boxing in the army if he was in the war? No, he'd, he'd served his time. I think he went straight into the army after school, which a lot of people did when he was 16 or something like that so, and he served 12 years so he did 12 years in the army and then he retired and then um, when he was 29 he was called back to you know to help to can you hear that banging in the background I hope you can't I mean, considering it's, what is it, nearly seven o'clock in the evening, why would someone make that much noise? Constant banging. Anyway, the, um, 
oh, I remember, this is, again, it's not related to my granddad at all. But I remember I was living in this place. This is back in 2011. And I heard these noises and it was banging. And what's only sounded like someone in pain. Uh, it just, it, it, it was really weird, weird sound. Something banging, like metal banging against the wall. And lots of like groaning and like, oh no, someone's in trouble. So I come out of my door, I come out of my door. Come, how can you come out of a door? I wasn't hiding in the door, not their door. I was behind my door. I opened the, I opened the door and walked through. And I thought, no, I'm going back in the hallway. So, okay, I'm sitting outside the door with glass against the wall. And no, I'm not. I couldn't, I legit, I was going to knock on the door to see if they're okay. Because I was really worried. Because there was a young couple lived there in that room. And I was like, oh, oh, what's going on? I hope hope they're okay or whoever's in there. And then I remembered something that I'd forgotten. That people have sex. I'd forgotten that people do that. Honestly, it might sound weird. I'd completely forgotten that that stuff happens. Because it wasn't happening for me at that time. And I didn't realise that it still happened. It's like, wow. It does, doesn't it? It still goes on. And these were a couple of young people in their probably early 20s. And I was in my probably early 70s at the time and oh I forgot about that people together doing stuff it's like oh and it might sound like a, like I'm just joking but it's seriously I forgot I genuinely didn't know what was going on I kind of regret drilling the hole in the wall now, but it's okay. I just stuck a stuck a camera in there for next time. You can get really small cameras. It's amazing. Um, but I was really just like, wow. First of all, I was surprised. And then I was shocked at myself for being surprised. Why would, why would I have forgotten? I mean, my prostate was still working, as far as I know hasn't worked for years now but it used to work but I just like wow oh oh yeah adults doing the ding ding you know I just the ding ding I don't know what the ding ding is grinding the dirty horse I, I, I don't know I was making stuff up so go along now Digging, digging the duck pond. I don't know. There's lots of different analogies. Digging the duck pond. I mean, how? How could? How? How? Why? Why? So my back to my granddad. Back to my granddad. Blimey, he would knock me out if he heard me saying stuff like this. Um. He. He he came out of the army. I think he was a bit too too old to be going professional. So he didn't. I'm not sure if he was offered to go professional boxing or not. But he, I don't think he was interested. He he just liked. He did boxing as a sport, and uh, I guess he just enjoyed doing it while he was. I don't know when he started, and he never used to speak to me. Um spoke to everyone else he just blanked me the only time he ever spoke to me was uh, he said and he looked at me he said 
why are you saying that to me? Why are you embarrassing yourself by saying that to me? And I realised then, never, ever, ever am I ever going to wish him a happy birthday again. I realised then, maybe, no, that didn't happen. don't know why I said it. Um, he was one of those, like the strong, silent type. I'm the weak, can't stop yabbering on about nothing type, I guess. He's, he just didn't say, he didn't. Just, I guess he just didn't didn't have anything in common with him, which is weird because we were related by, we you know genetically we were did have something in common. It was me grandpappy, but yeah, it's weird. I don't really understand. He's a very very quiet man. He didn't really talk, and I kind of admire that. And he was quite solitary, which I also am. I'm a solitary person. But I chat away to myself all day long. Don't tell anyone. I... I don't, but I, sometimes I do. I talk to Vinny. Just like, you know, I, I, like, I used to talk to Andre. I'd have, I have full-blown conversations with him. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that does that. I don't mean talk to Viddy. I mean, other people might do, but I don't don't see them do it. A couple of kids in the park are friends with him. I don't know how they got to know him. Honestly, I was in the park today. Vinny! Some kid that... I see him every now and then, and he's always shouting to Vinny to say hello to him. I don't know how he knows him. How do you know my dog? And I said to him, what's your, what's your name again? Because his friend, my friend's daughter was friends with him. I've known my friend's daughter since she was born, eight years ago or seven years ago. And I know that they hang out. And I thought his name was Vincent or Bobby or whatever. I said, look, did you know Vinny before I had him? Because I've had him since December. But you seem to have known him before I even knew him. And he said, why are you talking to me? I said, no, no, I'm just asking. And he started screaming for his mum. No, he didn't. His, his mum was there, but I was like, I don't understand. How do you know? I, can't. <laughs> I just thought of something that I can't say. It's, even that was too much. I was, it, was, it involved bushes. I, I don't know why. I, but anyway, he's, he's, I said, you know him. And this other girl was saying, my name's Tracy. Like, I don't care what your name is. I'm talking about the dog. And he was just like, oh, I don't know. I just like, how do you know him? How do you know Vinny? What are you up to? What's your agenda, little boy? What's your agenda? What's your plans? Why are you... Why are you talking to my little boy? <laughs> Which is probably what the mothers sitting on the bench were thinking as well about me. But I, would, I didn't. They came up to me. I didn't come up to them. You know, I'd, I'm, I'll keep myself to myself. But what's he doing? Don't know what he's doing. Anyway, yeah. So these people know him. There's people, right? There are neighbours. That know him. Before I even got him, they knew him. Hi, Vinny. Like, who are you? I've never seen them before. And every now and then I see them, as well, adults as well. And like, I don't know who you are. Because his mum, his, who had him for three months before me, lived opposite me on the same place, the same area as where I live. So she was, I guess, taking him out for walks and people got to know him. And he's very friendly. People remember him because he's he's overly friendly. He's just absolutely, he's in love with everybody except me. Everybody except 
Daddy Newland. Which is fine, I don't mind. I've come to accept it. I do mind. Hear that? He's just doing that just to show off. Like shaking his head and rattling his collar. There was no need for that. And now... uh, See, yeah, it's weird to be walking around and people know. I mean, the other day, this lady said, Oh, I was hoping to bang into you again. Not bang into you, but bump into you. And... That's a, that's an English phrase. It does not literally mean you bump into them and you fall over or anything like ow, 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 holding your knee. That's it's not a literal thing. It's just a, a phrase, a term of phrase. And her dog, well, Vinny and her dog love each other, like love each other run around and they could do it they do it all day if they could she bought him a, a she got him a a ball so she's been carrying this ball around with her probably for about a month because I've not seen her for a while I've not seen her since then either we seem to go out at the different times um, not purposeful not, not from my angle it's not purposeful I just I take him out the last time I take him out is actually to be honest sometimes I've been taking him into the garden instead of taking him to the park just one or twice a day because you know he'll like, uh, uh, he's only been back for two hours and he wants to I don't want to say the words but you know G-O-O-U G-O-O-W-T-E and I don't want to keep. I mean, I don't. I don't like. I don't like going out. Um, anyway, really, to be honest. But he loves it. Absolutely loves it. And isn't it weird? I'm recording this at the other desk, not the desk I normally do recordings. It's not bothering me at all. If I was at the other desk, he'd be hassling me. Why is that? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone know? Anyone know? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I wish I did. I do. I really wish I did. But I don't. Very, very, very strange. Oh yeah, I watched the boxing this morning. That's it. I was talking about boxing. It was a nice start to the day. Nine thirty in the morning, and it finished about one thirty, roughly. One o'clock. Uh, two of the fights ended very early. Well, not really early, to be honest. This, the main fight ended. I think it went into the ninth or tenth round. Before it was stopped. And. So I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't watched it. So I won't mention what fight it was. uh, Where you know. Just I said Japan. But you're not going to know who's fighting Japan. Even though. There's only one real superstar boxer in Japan at the moment that I know of and it was a unified world champion and this this bloke's uh, Inui his name is he's actually now won world titles in four different weight categories but I won't tell you who he is because I don't want to spoil you know I don't want you to know that he he won by technical knockout in I think the ninth or tenth round and Stephen Fulton was, he just caught him and it was like, wow. But I don't want to spoil it for people, you know, because some people might be wanting to watch it. And and I'm a little bit like that sometimes because not all the big fights are available to watch in the UK. Like even, yeah, they might be in America, but they might, not every channel 
is willing to pay to broadcast it here so Sky, DAZN and BT Sports they're the three Fight TV is another one as well that's an app sometimes they'll they'll get a fight right at the last minute so they don't even promote it because they don't know almost like oh with no one else I think what I don't know but I'm guessing what that happens is when there's an American fight going on they'll sell all the tickets ringside and they'll they'll probably tally up all the pay-per-views that they've got and then maybe a couple of days before the fight is actually on if they haven't if no one's bought the fight to broadcast it they'll just offer it to to fight which is F-I-T-E this app it is it is specifically a box no it's specifically a fighting app it's boxing and also uh, you know US MMA stuff and so I've seen a few good fights on there where it wasn't available anywhere else and sometimes it's not even on there so what I have to do is well the only thing I can do is watch it on YouTube the next day if I want to watch it and it's trying to find a YouTube video that doesn't well first of all to find one with with the full fight that isn't really rubbish copy because you know someone's just filmed it off the telly it quite often it's really bad really bad copy um sometimes it's a really good copy you know i don't know how people do it i'm not really sure how all that kind of works when it comes to television and streaming and copying streaming and i know it's probably not not allowed i've, I've never done it so i don't know how to but the quite often you might get highlights which is is that if that's all you can get then fair enough but very often in the actual title of the YouTube video it tells you the score like Tank Davis knocks out Willy Wonka in the fourth round it's like what why have you spoiled it I thought Willy Wonka stood a chance oh it's okay and I'm gonna it's I still want to watch it but it's like I know what's gonna happen and sometimes I think part of the reason I haven't really thought about this before maybe part of the reason people love sports so much is you don't know what's gonna happen with boxing you don't know who's going to win even if you know who's going to win if you follow any sport like really follow it like I do boxing or other people well other people obviously follow boxing probably more than me but I do follow it quite a bit a snooker player people who follow snooker or cricket or tennis badminton uh, basketball Hockey, ice hockey. I'm, you know, I'm not, not going to name every sport. But even the dead certs, even the the obvious, you know, one million percent winners don't always win. Now, I didn't discover that until I get the fir- the first time I discovered it was when. And this is back in the day when I didn't really understand boxing as much as perhaps I do now, as a viewer, that is, as a spectator. And I remember seeing Frank Bruno, who was, he still is, a national hero in this country. 
Frank Bruno was a heavyweight, he became heavyweight champion on his fourth attempt, I do, do believe, fourth attempt. Was it fourth? Yeah, fourth. He fought Witherspoon. Then he fought Tyson. Then he fought Mike Tyson. Then he fought Lennox Lewis. And then he fought McCall. um, McCall? Blimey, is it Michael? Any, anyway, he, he he won that time. So he won the world title on the fourth attempt, which is amazing, really. And he was a really, really good boxer. Uh, wasn't he? Didn't get the credit. I don't think that he was due as a boxer because he knocked out a lot of people so he was kind of known as a knockout artist but when he fought forgetting Tyson forgetting Mike Tyson although he was one of the first people to rock Mike Tyson he rocked him I think with a left and he shook Tyson but he didn't follow it up but Tyson was I don't think at that time there, there, you know, there wasn't. I don't know, mate. Bruno was formidable. So anyway, forgetting Tyson, not forgetting him, but you know, just focusing on the other fights. He also got knocked out by um, Bone Crusher Smith. Now he was winning, in my opinion. Every single fight he had before he lost, like he was ahead on points. He was outboxing. He outboxed Bone Crusher Smith before he got stopped. He was outboxing Witherspoon before he got stopped, before he got clipped and got stopped. He was outboxing Lennox Lewis before he got stopped. Um, I would. I don't know about Tyson. My Tyson. Uh, the fight didn't go very long, and um, Tyson was also a really good boxer back then as well. He wasn't just knocking people out. He's also a very very good boxer. But you know, he was the best at the time. So, but something that I learned, and I think it was 1985 or 1986, maybe it was 87, but Frank Bruno fought for the world title against Tim Witherspoon, and there was a big build-up. I think I think it was at Wembley, it was in the UK. Witherspoon, two-time world heavyweight champion um, from America and he was I don't want to use the words fat because I really only I'm the only one to call fat is myself but he was podgy you know he was big heavyweight obviously big but he wasn't chiseled the way that Frank Bruno was Bruno was like an Adonis, like muscular and like almost like a bodybuilder, just perfect physique. I'm tensing my arms as I talk, so as you can imagine, I'm doing my impression of him, but a very poor impression. <laughs> and he, I, for some reason, Having seen Bruno fight many times, well, a few few times previously on television, I just assumed that this man with excess weight, let's say put it that way, looked like excess weight. He didn't look 
to me at the time he didn't look particularly fit. Of course he was fit, but I, you know, my perception, um, is that he was overweight, therefore he was unfit. I was wrong, but that's, that was my perception at the time. And seeing him on the scales being weighed beforehand, you know, two days before the fight, I thought Bruno would just walk through him. Like, he didn't stand a chance against someone so strong and muscular. Well, the opposite happened. And he was, Bruno was ahead on points and he was outboxing him. But uh, Witherspoon was the... I guess well he he knocked Bruno out so clearly he had and he and he didn't waver he didn't get tired they kept saying oh Witherspoon's mouth is open he must be tired well clearly not so anyone that can fight for 12 rounds 12 three minute rounds is fit you probably hear him in the background it's not me, just in, case, just in case you think it's me. It's him. I'm not sucking on a bit of rock. It's him. I need to get some more treats for tomorrow. From the sweet shop. I need to get some more bones and stuff. I'll do that tomorrow, though. So that, that you know, bearing in mind I was 17 years old. My view of the world is... Was... You know, from television, just also from what I'd seen, it was always the big muscular people, the strong people that were dominant, that had the uh, upper hand. And then seeing this person that wasn't built that way physically, wasn't what I thought physically boxers should be, that's how I used to think. And like, wow. So it changed my opinion. And also the idea that someone's guaranteed to win. It loosened that belief. Because the person I thought was 1 million percent going to win didn't. And the second time it happened, really, the second time I really realised that... uh, Nothing is, uh, well, in in sport, in boxing, nothing is certain in a sense of, there's no, can you make enough noise? There is no certainty, even though it seems like there is. When Mike Tyson was knocked out in 19, blimey, 1990, was it? So that, was it 8990 something like that so that was like that shocked the whole sporting world really and no one saw that coming even even Buster Douglas who knocked him out was like what what happened huh (laughs) really how did that happen that wasn't supposed to happen Um, so yeah it was that's when I realised oh okay He literally comes as close to me as he can to chew on that bone. I'm surprised he's not actually on my lap doing it. <laughs> he's got this thing he does and it's just too cute. Because he's a little bit, um, I don't know how to say it. He's not really a cuddler. Really. With me. He's not really a cuddler. And I know I've mentioned this probably a few times, but if he thinks I'm asleep, he will cuddle up to me. But if he thinks I want him to cuddle up to me, he won't. So I'm thinking he wants to be close to me but he doesn't 
there's something going on I don't know what it is now when I'm lying on my side and I was doing this you know I was I was having a little nap before I did this recording and I was laying on my left side facing the wall and he climbed onto my side and just laid down and went to sleep resting on my side so I guess my body's big enough to hold to be a comfortable space for him and I didn't want to move I kept noticing parts of me that were itchy that I, you know just because I didn't want to move because it just felt so nice to have him close to me and if, if he thought I was still awake he'd have jumped off so I did fall asleep in the end but it was just nice to have him there to have him um, just close you know just falling asleep on me because I can't sleep on my back that's something I can't really do but if I do if I lay down on my back he's quite happy to come and lay down next to me sometimes he does it because he wants to fight and we have a little play fight and that and when I lay facing the wall Let's say if he's at the if he's at the bed, bottom of the bed near my feet, he will wait a little while and then he'll walk up, and he'll lean against my back, his back against my back, and he'll go to sleep that way. And I'll wake up, and he'll be quite often. I don't even hear him do that or see. I don't see him do it, but he waits. It waits until he feel, thinks I'm asleep and quite often I am asleep and I wake up and he's there right at like head level with his, maybe with his head on the pillow next to me facing me or facing the other way or it just he wants to do it but he just it's like he doesn't but what, what's been happening lately is getting closer and closer and I'm putting my hand on him, like on his back or his tummy or whatever, and I just leave it. Because before I used to do that and he'd run off, jump off the bed as soon as I touched him. Now, or before, you know, even a few weeks ago, I put my hand on him and he'd be fine and then like, get off, you're not my real dad, and he'd jump off or go to the bottom of the bed. Now he just stays. And I'll fall asleep and I'll wake up and... I say to him, Vinny, where's my hand? Where's it gone? Can I have it back, please? Because he hides it. It's a little monkey he is. So, yeah. Um, it's still light outside. It's just it's about ten to seven in the evening. So, you know, I did a, a chronic pain relief session today, this morning. And I thought it was quite good. I had an idea. Had an idea and I thought, you know what? Yeah, let's give this a go. Let's try it out. And I did. And six people have listened. I'm very pleased. That's my record so far. I've never had six people listen to one of my podcasts before. In one day, that is six people so far. It's like, wow. So, yeah, it's good. I'm very, very, very proud of myself. I'd pat myself on the back, but unfortunately, well, as I said, I'm still looking for my hand. So I'm going to go. Thank you for listening. Remember, 
to be kind to yourself and I will be back tomorrow with another <laughs> another of these things so take care remember to be gentle with yourself lots of love could you make any more noise?